Hello and welcome to the Strong Girl Squad podcast. My name is Chelsea and my aim is to help simplify weight loss for women who feel like they have tried every single diet under the sun so they never have to diet again. The last intake for the Evolve and Six program kicks off on the 6th of November. So if you would like more information on the program, if you want to receive an exclusive discount, then you need to join my priority list. So you can click the show notes below to do that or it will be in the link of my bio on my Instagram, which is strong underscore girl squad. If you have any questions about the program or about this episode, please just drop me a message on Instagram. My handle is strong underscore girl squad, but I hope you enjoy this one. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. This is the mini check-in for the E6 ladies. So I'm actually really excited to do this one because um, there's a lot of good topics within the check-ins this week that I think it's really important to chat about. Um, so, I was, yeah, like I said, I was pretty freaking excited to do it. So um, let's just get into it. I'm trialing a new, um, like, recording video type, like, platform thing. So bear with me, ladies, please. Let's get in to the bloody wins, hey? Okay, first win is from Liz. Liz said that although um, she's she, I'll go to the gym alone, I did a full gym workout from the program on her own, which is way out of her comfort zone. Honestly, this makes me so, so proud because I know it was stepping out of your comfort zone. I know that you were nervous to go, but the fact that you've, you have pushed forward, even though you were a bit you know anxious about doing it and you were nervous, you still did it anyway. And look at you go, you're bloody thriving. You're getting these workouts done and the more you do it, the more confident you get. And it's just another example of like, you know, it might sound corny, but, you know, I think this um, will kind of, I don't know if it transpires is the right word, but anyway, transpires into other areas of your life. You know, this one thing that used to make you feel anxious, maybe used to make you feel nervous about doing and now you can do it. The point I'm trying to make is, and I can't get my freaking words out, apologies, is that what else in your life you like can you do and how else can you step out of your comfort zone? Because if you were able to do this, there's going to be other things that are going to pop up that, you know, you might be a bit nervous to do, but I just think it, it gives you that confidence in yourself that you have the ability to overcome hurdles like this and step out of your comfort zone and continue to like improve yourself and continue to push yourself forward. So I think this is awesome. And then Liz also said that um, she is most proud of getting to the gym and doing the workout alone and constantly striving for PBs. And I just love the updates. I love that you tag me in, um, you know, every time you do a workout. So ladies, you know, if you finish a workout, if you want a bit of accountability, obviously pop it in the group. But if you want to tag me on social media, please do. Um, I never get sick of it because it keeps me updated and it just lets me know exactly how you're getting on and what you're doing. So Liz, honestly, freaking well done. Second win, we've got Marie. So Marie's win was focusing on eating protein and lifting heavier weight. Oh my God. Like I just love hearing women say how like they look forward to weight training and lifting heavier weights because I'm sure, you know, maybe in the past you've potentially felt like this or you hear it all the time. Women are scared to lift weights because they're scared of getting bulky. You will not get bulky from lifting weights. If anything, it'll be the best bloody decision you made to start lifting weights. All women should be lifting weights at least two to three times a week. What this does, as we age as women, our bone density decreases and it gets a freaking lot harder to build and maintain muscle. 
Um, that's because obviously we go through things like menopause, etc. So, you know, future proofing your body now, getting strong, building lean muscle, maintaining lean muscle is only going to help you in the future. And that is why every single woman should be focusing on weight training, like has nothing to do with weight loss or anything like that. Because like, if your goal is weight loss, it's not the gym that's going to help you with that. That's your nutrition. When you're working out, you should be looking at your sessions as a way to get strong and build lean muscle and tone up and, you know, hit PBs and build that confidence in future proofing your body. So well done, Marie. Uh, and Marie is most proud of, I love reading this, I'm a 1.5 kg girl when I go to kettlebells usually. This week I've been lifting 7 kg dumbbells. Oh my God, see, stepping out of your comfort zone, trying something new. Most women are a lot stronger than they actually think they are. They just need a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of a push because the idea of trying something or lifting a heavier weight that you've never done before is scary because you've never done it. But nine times out of 10, you absolutely can. And it's just that little story we create now in our head that we can't. It's like those limiting beliefs that you can't do something. And it's like, I believe when you put your mind to it, when you step out of your bloody comfort zone, you can achieve the things you want to achieve. But if you continue to let that little voice in your head knock you down and keep you from trying new things and stepping out of your comfort zone, you won't achieve those things. So, you know, you have to step out of your comfort zone if you want to grow as a person. And it's tough and it's hard. I have had to step out of my comfort zone multiple, multiple times. And I'm freaking scared. I'm freaking nervous to try new things and grow my business and all that jazz. But you know what? I don't want to stay the same for the rest of my life. I don't want to be in the same place in five years. I like. I know that in order to move forward with whatever goals I have, I have to push myself. I have to step out of that comfort zone because once you do and you achieve the things you once thought you couldn't, frick me, it gives you the bloody confidence to try new things. And like, I just think, what is the point of living your life like scared to try new things or scared to step out of your comfort zone? Like, you've got one life, make the most of it. Like, if you fail, who the fuck cares? Like, try again. Like, there it is, it will be so much worse. Again, my grammar's not great, but anyway, you guys have heard me talk before. Like, it'll be so much worse if in um, 10 years time, you don't try the things you thought you, you know, you wanted to, and you regret it. Like, who who wants to regret that shit? Nobody. So, well, bloody done. Um, Joe's win is keeping up steps whilst on holiday. Bang and win, Joe, because I know when we're on holiday, we're not in our normal routine, so it is harder to get those type of things in. Um, and then Joe said she's most proud of still tracking where she could with being away, remembering the importance of steps and sleep. Again, I don't expect you to track when you're away. If you want to track when you're away, go for it. If it's going to cause you more stress, then don't. If you're only doing it because you think you're going to lose progress, don't do it. Like, you're not going to lose progress. You're allowed to have time away. You're allowed to have a break. I want you to have a break from everything. And the idea is you won't be tracking forever. Like, it, it, I don't want you to track forever because that's just freaking boring. So actually having a way, um, you know, having a bit of time away from your normal routine and tracking is, I think, a really good thing because it allows you to relax. It allows you to not have to feel like you have to hit targets, but it also makes you see that just because you go on a, you know, a holiday for a week doesn't mean you've lost all your progress and all that happens when you get back, like it's, it, it's not this big thing, like how am I going to get started? Like, what is the magic pill for this? You get back and you just keep doing what you were doing. It really is that simple. 
And I think taking the pressure off it, as I always say, taking the stress out of it, not building it up in your head is absolutely key here. Don't think it's going to be harder than it is. You just come back and you just start again doing what you were doing previously. Like there's there's nothing different you have to do. You just move, you know, get in, get back into it, book your workouts in, you know, do your food shop, etc. Simple as it has to be. Stop overcomplicating it. I know you're not overcomplicating it, but I'm just generally speaking, like doesn't have to be that complicated. So well done, Joe. Uh, and then we have Jermaine's win. So that is, I've managed to get my workouts in. Brilliant. I know you are freaking busy. You're one busy woman. You've got kids. You work long hours. So, you know, having that as a non-negotiable and sticking to your workouts is freaking amazing because I think you need to look at it as this is, that is your time to work on yourself, to do something for yourself and you'll always feel better for it. So, you know, despite having really hectic weeks and, you know, so many other responsibilities, those three sessions you may do during the week, that's your one hour that you are allowed to have. Because at the end of the day, if you're looking after yourself, if you're doing things for yourself, that will have a positive knock-on effect to all other areas of your life. And I think when women don't look after themselves and they feel like they have to put everyone else first and then they don't get to work out or do the things that they enjoy for themselves without realizing it they start to resent potentially the people around them because they feel like all they do is everything for everyone else and they never get to do anything for themselves but you know taking that time out for yourself to work out because it's going to make you feel good or to go for a walk or to do that one tiny thing that you enjoy doing is key here and there is no reason why you should feel guilty for it because you're allowed to do this you look after everybody else you're allowed to look after yourself for a couple of hours a week and ultimately like I said if you do that and if you take that time out throughout the week that will allow you to show up better as a mum you know as a partner um, as a colleague all that your mindset and your mood will be 10 times better um, and I'm sure that the people around you would much prefer you in a lovely positive you know, thriving mindset. Um, And that comes from looking after yourself and taking a bit of time. I know it's not always easy because at the end of the day, you have responsibilities. But I think it's really important to, if you you can prioritize that, then make sure you definitely, definitely do. Okay, so Charmaine's win is that despite having a pretty stressful week with a few things going on at home, Uh, And all she's really wanted to do is sit and eat and drink. She still managed to drag her butt to the gym. So I think um, I just want to touch on this. The reality is we're all going to go through weeks like this. Like shit will hit the fan. Your weeks aren't going to go to plan. And I think this is like a perfect example of giving yourself a freaking break when you have had a stressful week. You're entitled to have a stressful week. Not that you want to, but you, when it when it comes to weeks like this, I you know, if trying to juggle workouts and steps and nutrition and everything like that is going to add more stress to like what you're already kind of dealing with, then I want you to get comfortable with it being okay to just take it a bit lax. Like sometimes you need to eat your comfort food. Sometimes you may want to have a drink like And you know what? This is okay. You're allowed to do this. I think the key here is that that it only becomes an issue when it's constantly happening week on week and you're feeling extremely guilty about the actions that you're following um, from being in this stressful period of a time. So I think the biggest um, take home from that 
is that you're going to go through stressful weeks and go through weeks where they're a bit shit and, you know, things don't go to plan. And I think it's important to give yourself a bit of recognition for how, you know, you're doing your best. That's all you can do and that you will have weeks like this. And sometimes the best thing for you to do is to eat your comfort food or if you want to have a drink, have a drink. But just recognize and become aware that you don't want that to continue for weeks on end or week after week because that's when you get into that vicious cycle that's when you start feeling guilty and that's when you start to let things slip I think it's especially important um here and I know it's easier said than done um and I'm not you know I've been through these type of weeks where I've done jack shit I haven't trained I haven't done anything like I'm not telling you that you have to still do all these things because you know me I'm I I try and keep it as real as possible um but I think in the back of your mind if you're going through a week like this and going through some you know down kind of periods etc like it is important to still try and do the things that make you feel better like you have done, which is freaking awesome. Because even if it's just 1% better, that's 1% better than you may you would have felt, you know, before you did your workout. Um, and actually, you know, working out, getting a bit of a sweat on or even just going for a walk is going to help alleviate some of those stress levels. Completely appreciate it's not going to take away the worry or, you know, fix the problem. But I think there's something in you know, still trying to do the things that you enjoy or the things that are going to make you feel that little bit better when you're going through periods of like, like this, because, you know, you've got nothing to lose and, you know, you're going to, you, you are going to feel just even that little bit better. So, um, you know, you're not always going to feel like it and I'm not telling you you have to do it. And that's like the magic pill because it's so individual and it depends on how you're feeling at the time. But I think, yeah, when you are going through periods like this, just, you know, if you can go for a workout, if you can go for a walk, then do it because, you know, it is going to clear your mind and it can potentially put you in a different frame of mind. And maybe like, I know I've done it. I've been stressed. I've been overwhelmed. I'm like overthinking shit, like flat out. And then I'm like, you know what, you need to take a break. You need to go bloody do a workout or go for a walk. And when I've done a workout and now this is probably the driver behind why I continue to work out even when I don't want to is because I know for a fact I've recognized in myself that when I work out getting there is fucking hard during it not always motivated I have to push myself but when I finish I feel amazing and I it just clears my mind and something that maybe was overwhelming me or making me feel quite stressed or you know getting to me is ultimately I can see it in a slightly different light and I can probably make smarter decisions because my head's a bit clearer um and you know I've given myself that break that time so um yeah I think that's a key take home from that um particular element just element god you know what my mum, if she's listening, she'll be thinking, why do we send you to that freaking grammar school? You can't speak. Anyway, okay, let's get on to the struggles, um, which I am excited to talk about. So the first struggle is I've been really hard on myself regarding my appearance as my weight has not come down, although people are telling, are saying I look like I've lost more. So there's actually two parts to this uh, struggle, but I just wanted to break it down for you, Okay. First and foremost, to me, and yes, you may have tried diets in the past and tried programs in the past, to me, you are only nearly four weeks in, okay, because this is the first time we've worked together, so for me, you're still very much at the beginning of your journey, um, 
I'm not saying everything you've done in the past doesn't count, but now you're on, you know, you're working with me. To me, this is the start of your journey because I'm going to freaking help you bloody change your mindset, improve your lifestyle, get freaking strong. So just remember you are only in week four, okay? Four weeks is not a long time. If you think about it, like if you spent years yo-yo dieting or following shit diets or restrictive plans or plans that have you, you know, eat 800 calories, you need to give yourself time to either reverse those habits or to focus on making new healthy habits. Habits take time to build. They're freaking hard. Why do you think so, you know, so many women struggle to achieve healthy, maintainable weight loss? It's because they give up too soon. They don't, you know, they, they want quick results because as humans we want instant gratification, but they're not prepared to stay in the long game and wait it out and kind of like just keep, trugging along trugging fucking can't speak um keep like pushing forward and keep going and going and going until they finally get somewhere and that is that is the biggest reason why most women don't achieve their goals is because they give up too soon and i just think like what do you actually have to lose do you know what i mean like if you've tried so many things in the past i can understand why you you're still a bit hesitant and maybe you don't fully believe that you'll you'll be able to get there um but the thing is, now that I'm your coach, you are going to get there. If you listen to me, which I know you are in this particular case, um, and I know my approach sounds boring because I'm not promising, you know, you ladies quick weight loss in six weeks and then, you know, all your goals are going to be achieved. I'm, I haven't promised any of those things because it, like the reality is you're not going to achieve your goal weight in six weeks. And the E6 program is about changing your mindset first around expectations and you know what a healthy lifestyle looks like and it's about finding an approach that works for you and that takes time and although boring at the end of the day and I've said it before like looking after yourself should be a year-round lifestyle like that is the reality of it because at the end of the day you always want to be like feeling your best or feeling healthy and things like that and you know you 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 should never like think like okay I've just got six weeks and then that's it do I mean every day you should be waking up trying to do something for yourself or you know improving yourself in some degree so I think you need to come away from this idea that shit happens overnight because it doesn't it really doesn't and like one of the kind of like don't know if it's analogy I don't think it's analogy um I say is that like just say you spent the last five or ten years yo-yo dieting potentially maybe either health wasn't a priority or you know you weren't you know, um, prioritizing certain aspects of your life, uh, or like weight loss, you can't expect shit to change in four weeks. Do you know what I mean? If you've, if you've spent five to 10 years doing that, you need to give it a good amount of time to build some great habits and allow yourself time to change. Because the, one of the biggest issues with women and weight loss is that they try and change too much too quick. And then it becomes unrealistic for where they're currently at. And that's why they can't, you know, tick off certain habits or reach certain goals because, the things they're trying to follow aren't realistic and they don't have the confidence in themselves to be able to do it. That is why when I coach you, I may do things at tiny, like a you know, slow pace because that's the way it works. I want you to feel like you can actually tick these things off because the more day-to-day habits you can tick off, the more confidence it fills you with. And then week on week, you realize, okay, like I was able to get you know, um, 5,000 steps this week. And I was doing that consistently. So you know what? I feel ready. I feel confident in myself that I can try for 6,000. Slow and steady wins the race in this case, okay? 
And that's what I truly believe in. And I also think um, it takes so much pressure off the whole process. And at the end of the day, I want you to enjoy the process. Yeah, some days are going to be harder than others. But overall, you I don't want you to feel restricted. I don't want you to feel like you're freaking hungry at the time. I don't want you to feel like you have to miss out on social occasions. And that's why I do the things the way I do. Because I want you to have it all. And you can. But you have to get comfortable with the process taking longer. If you actually want to find something that works for you. And that you can stick to for the rest of your life. Because if you give it time. And if you work on the habits and everything that we work on. It will happen for you. So long as you keep showing up for yourself every single day. And I think, you know, that's um, just something important to know. I guess uh, my question to you is what like expectations are you setting for yourself in terms of weight loss? What do you what do you think? Where do you think you should be? Or do you feel like you're pinpointing your self-worth and everything on a number on the scales that, like I often say, is why? Why is it that number that you're looking to achieve? Most times because women are, women say, well, that's when I felt my leanest or that's when I could fit into this dress or these bikinis or I felt more confident. You're not chasing that number on the scales. Let me tell you that, okay? Because you could get to that number and you may still feel the way you feel. Like you're ch- chasing how you felt when you're at that number. You can feel those things and not get back to that weight. And I also think setting expectations of, is that a weight you were 10 years ago when you're in a different phase of your life, when you were, you know, potentially younger, um, when you didn't have as many responsibilities, things like that? Like you potentially are in a different phase of your life right now. So you need to set expectations based on where you're currently at because you're not, you can't go back. Your life's not what it was 10 years ago. Your life is, is what it is now. And it's about setting those expectations about where you are right now. And I think the sooner you set realistic expectations, the sooner um, you can adjust kind of your targets and your goals and you start ticking them off and you think, yeah, I can absolutely do this. And there's another struggle um, that I'm going to talk about in a moment, but um, I guess it just comes into play that, you know, you don't have to get back to that weight to feel the way you did. Like you can be a new weight, potentially heavier on the scales, but you feel freaking way better than you did 10 years ago at that weight. Like, Coming away from pinpointing your whole self-worth and your progress on a number on the scales is absolutely key. You guys know that I don't really use the scales as a form of progress. Yes, you can if you want. Um, but I never really, I never ask you to like, you know, show me a scale weight or, um, you know, take, I, I encourage taking photos and things like that for your own benefit, not for mine, um, because you can't see fat loss on the scales. But at the end of the day, I'm more focused on how you're feeling. Is your energy better? Is your mood better? Are you stepping out of your comfort zone? And are you lifting weights? Are you eating your protein? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you, you know, drinking your water? And they're all the things that are actually going to help you get to where you want to be. That's what I want you to focus on. That's what I care about the most, not the fucking number on the scale. Because as you know, a number on the scale can demotivate you if you jump on. And it's not what you expected to see. Um... And that's why I don't really give a shit about the scales personally, because if you felt amazing, if you were doing your gym sessions, if you were getting your steps and if you felt really proud of yourself for stepping out of your comfort zone all week, going into that gym training and you jumped on the scales and it didn't show the number that you thought, are you going to forget about all the progress that you've made in that week? Are you going to forget how hard it was for you to step out of that comfort zone, but you did it anyway? Is that all going to be wiped out? No, it's not. And I freaking hope it's not going to be. So don't let 
the number and the scales when you jump on it dictate your mood and your actions because that again is another reason why women fail because they could be doing all the right things they jump on the scales it doesn't show on this magical number they feel like they should be at and then they think fuck it give up i'm not you know i'm not making any progress that is that is well of course they're not going to make any progress and i say it all the time the only time you fail is when you give up that is the only time you fail if you keep getting up every day trying again doing your best you are going to feel 10 times better than if you just throw in the white towel and give up. You'll feel shit for doing that and you won't move any closer to achieving your goals. So I think, um, I always love going on a ramble, don't I? You know, setting those realistic expectations of what you feel like you, where you feel like you should be at. Um, I'm going to talk about in a second, but because it's going to come on to this next struggle, but I wanted to kind of remind you ladies, how you talk to yourself matters. If you continue to put yourself down, if you continue to talk to yourself negatively, that is going to come out in other areas of your life, okay? If you wouldn't say, just say you're talking to yourself very negatively about not being where you want to be or, um, you know, the scale's not showing you what you, what, they want it, what you want it to show you and there's negative words popping up in your mind, maybe you're calling yourself names or whatever it is, ask yourself this question, would you say those things to your sister, to your mum, to your daughter, face-to-face? Would you say those negative words to them? If you wouldn't have the balls to say it to them because you're a nice human being, then I, I don't want you saying it to yourself. There is no need for you to be, you know, um, talking to yourself negatively or putting yourself down. That will only send you down even further into a freaking rabbit hole of negative thinking and this negative cycle. So the next time a negative thought pops into your mind, I want you to just just stop, just stop it. Like, I know it's easier said than done, but it doesn't help you. If anything, it makes things 10 times worse. Whereas if you change or reframe the thoughts that you have, um, you know, something as simple as like, maybe you're aiming for this bloody number on the scales and you step on there, it doesn't, doesn't show you what you want. Just, do you know what? Just say, look, it is what it is. Like, it, it hasn't shown me what I thought I wanted to do, but I know I'm doing my best. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. How you talk to yourself matters, so you need to start making sure and making a conscious effort that you're not, you know, telling yourself these negative things or calling yourself names and, like, maybe you joke around to family members about certain things or maybe your appearance or your weight. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I want you to start speaking more positively about yourself because you're bloody great human beings and, you know, you need to start, you know, improving kind of, like, when you talk to yourself more positively, it's going to improve your self-esteem, it's going to improve your confidence, and that's going to come out in different areas of your life. So I think it's really important to be kind and compassionate to yourself. And just remember, if what you're thinking about yourself, just say it's negative. If you wouldn't say that to the face of your mum, your daughter, your sister, your friend, then you need to stop that shit right now and not say it to yourself. Uh, the second part of this struggle was, I've been out for a few meals and although I had the sensible option as it's difficult to track, um, I feel off track or out of control. Okay, my first tip in regards to this would be when you're going out, you can use the two of four method. Okay, so this means you can pick two options out of a starter, a main, a dessert and an alcoholic beverage. Personally, I think if it's during the week, unless it's like a, a special occasion, do you really need to have an alcoholic bevo? Like sometimes you will, fair enough. But if you're just saying, you know, every week you go out for a midweek meal, like do you have to have a glass of wine? 
But at the end of the day, if you do, then you have you only pick that glass of wine and you pick either a starter, a main or dessert. So just pick the two. A couple of other things when you are eating out, you know, um, and you want to be make more mindful decisions. Can you go straight to kind of like the protein section where you can order a fish dish or like, you know, a steak dish or a chicken dish, things like that. Other things that you could be more mindful of is, you know, kind of carbonaras and creamy things, um, cheesy. They're going to be high in calorie. Can you go for more of like a tomato based meal? Um, do you have to have the sides with your pasta? Um, can you add some veggies, things like that? So, you know, I think, but bare minimum, the two or four method, choose two out of a starter, main dessert and alcoholic beverage, and that will help you make more mindful decisions. Um, the second thing is I don't expect you to track like when you go out for me to see thing is that I encourage tracking if you want to track. Um, but like, I wouldn't track my meals when I go out because who the frick knows how to do that? Like it's, it's also just bear in mind that when you do track calories, like it's a great tool to see exactly where you're at, but it's not accurate and food companies and like, even like the details on my fitness pal isn't a hundred percent accurate. So it's all just kind of a bit of a guesstimate, which is great. It's a great tool because it's better than not having a clue at all, but don't get bogged down in the fact that, you know, you haven't tracked your meal out because I don't expect you to. Um, and ultimately I don't expect you to track forever anyway, forever anyway, you know, tracking's a tool to see how much protein you're eating, learn a bit about portion control, things like that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to track forever. I bloody hope you don't. And that's something that we'll, you know, work on together. Um, but I think, you know, if you're eating out once a week, like just chill out. Like, you know, if you want to make a more mindful decision, use some of the tips I've given you. Don't be worried about tracking. It's not the end of the world. Remember when your goal is weight loss, it's weight loss happens over a period of time. It doesn't happen in a day. So even if you go over the calories I've set you, you haven't no doubt come out of your deficit because over the course of the week, I popped you in a 3,500 calorie deficit. Even if you went 500 calories over on that day, you're still in a deficit. You're still on the way to losing weight. So don't stress about going over your calories um, because it's not as easy as you think to ruin your whole diet. Um, and I think like if you're going to eat out, then make sure the meals throughout the day are like normal, nutritious, high protein meals. Still want to hit your protein target, so make sure you're getting that in. But just eat eat your normal routine meals and then you go out for a dinner. If you want to have a bloody pasta dish, have a pasta dish. Um, if you want to make more mindful decisions and don't want to have the garlic bread, don't have the garlic bread. Like it's all about balance. You know, if you're eating out every day, then you need to be a bit more uh, mindful of, you know, choosing smart, quote unquote, smarter food choices. But if you're doing it once a week, like just let your hair down, I think personally um, and enjoy it because that's what I bloody well do. Um, I think last question is, and I'm sure, um, you can kind of, we'll talk about it in the WhatsApp group, but you said that you, um, you know, you feel off track or out of control. And I guess I would want to know a little bit more about why you feel out of control, because as you know, we need to come away from this perfectionism. I never know if it's perfectionist or perfectionism, but whatever, so you get it. Um, mindset, because, on track does not mean perfect. Nobody is perfect. No woman is perfect. It just, it doesn't work like that. So when we talk about on track, it doesn't mean being perfect because perfect's not real. It's not normal. On track just simply means like 
being in a in in a good routine with your healthy habits. You know you're doing your sessions. You know generally you're getting your protein in on a day. You know you're eating your you know um veggies like that's on track on track just means like making sure you make smarter and healthier choices to support you living a happier healthy lifestyle it doesn't mean being on a rigid plan because i don't do bloody rigid plans like no thanks that would be absolutely boring and more stress to my life than i need like it's just about coming away from this idea of perfectionism and i guess learning or maybe it's reframing and learning to like change this the idea of what on track means to you and that's something to think about and we can talk about in the uh whatsapp group okay second struggle um i struggle with a mindset of weight loss versus fat loss i'm feeling very focused and committed committed although a little frustrated that there's no results in the scales but also appreciated its mindset so i want to talk about this one after because two and two go together so um weight loss fat loss two different well Scale weight is different to fat loss, okay? So when you jump on the scales, that measures your total body mass. That's everything in your body. That's water, blood, bones, tissue, uh, muscle, everything. Food still in your digestive tract. That is everything. Fat loss is purely fat. So when you jump on the scales, you can't, unless you have a bloody snazzy scale weight thing, which, you know, it still wouldn't be 100% accurate anyway, you can't see how much fat you've lost, all right? Weight loss happens over a period of time of being in a calorie deficit. It takes longer than fat loss. That's why I like you ladies like to maybe use a piece of clothing that um, you want to fit back into or that's a bit cozy, let's just say, or take some progress photos for yourself, keep them on your phone. Take measurements because those three things, so like the piece of clothing, measurements and photos, with those three forms of progress, we can see if you're losing fat or not, so to speak. The scales won't show that. So you could be losing fat. You could fit in this, you know, your jeans better than you did last, you know, last, I don't know, six months ago, right? Um, jump on the scales and you're still the same way. If you're, if you don't have another piece of progress, imagine if you jump on those scales, you're the same way. You think, fuck, I'm not making any progress, you know, after six months or whatever it is. But because you didn't have another form of progress, like a pair of jeans or measurements or photos, you potentially could give up because you're letting that stupid number on the scales dictate your mood and your actions. When in reality, you're losing fat. The thing is, you can lose fat and your scale weight may not come down. And that's something you need to get comfortable with. Scale weight fluctuates on a daily basis. You have no control over that. It's what happens If you eat carbs, our body retains three times more water to digest it. If you eat salt, if you're coming up to your period, um, you know, if you've, uh, if you've still got food in your digestive tract and you haven't been to the loo, like scale weight fluctuates on a daily bloody basis. If you want to get more comfortable and learn more about it, start tracking your weight first thing every single morning, write it down. And then you'll see over the course of the weeks, how much it fluctuates, despite how well or how perfect you feel you have been. It is going to happen. Get comfortable with it. It doesn't happen in a week. Weight loss doesn't happen in a week. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't you know? It takes time for it to happen, and you have to be consistent and be honest with yourself about you know you can't give yourself a week and hope for the scales to magically come down. You know if potentially the habits you're following now that we're working together weren't habits you were following before consistently. Like you have to give it time. And that's the only expectation I have from you ladies is that I'm here to support you. I'll show you compassion. You know, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader, but I'm going to be freaking honest with you and say like, this shit takes time and you need to be prepared to put in the work, 
day on day and you know and this is another thing I'm coming on to is to get to the outcome which I did a podcast on hopefully you listen to it you have to go through the process you can't just achieve weight loss without doing jack shit you have to go through the process you have to show up every day you have to continue working on those habits you know day on day or week on week and focus on the day-to-day at hand as opposed to the outcome no good focusing on weight loss and not focusing on what you actually need to do to get there because you cannot get to that outcome without doing all these little habits that we do work on every single day and also like I, I think I spoke about that in the podcast like imagine if someone just gifted you weight loss they gift you want to lose 10 kg there it is genie in a bottle next day you've lost 10 kg you're gonna put the weight back on do you know why because you haven't learned how to maintain it you haven't learned what it takes to be able to lose that weight and therefore what it takes to maintain that weight and that you know that's what normally happens in um these quick fix you know diets and shit like that it's like you're given these stupid things to do yeah you might lose quick weight but none of the none of those things is what like you're not going to be able to maintain that afterwards because the things you had to do throughout just say that eight week period or whatever it's unrealistic like who the f- you're not going to remove carbs from your diet forever you know like you're not going to remove alcohol from your diet forever I mean some might fair enough but like be honest with yourself about like where you're at what your expectations are and what your lifestyle is actually like, because you can have it all, you can still go out for a party, you know, you can still eat carbs, you can still be social and lose weight, but you have to set realistic expectations, and um, meeting yourself with where you're at is super important here, you know, you, you don't have to restrict, you don't have to do hours of cardio, you don't have to do all this shit to achieve weight loss, but what you do have to do is be patient, which is, I know, hard, be consistent, and continue showing up for yourself focusing on those day-to-day goals every single day because that's what's going to get you to that end goal without without the things you know you have to focus on every single day then you just can't get there and I know this sounds weird but like I think about it like kind of in my own like with my business and trying to grow my business yeah there's every day's got some hard aspect and sometimes I might feel very overwhelmed with what I'm trying to achieve and do and do you know what I actually really love the challenge like do you know how and I'm sure you've done it before but how good it feels when you've worked so fucking hard at something and you know you put in the effort and showed up for yourself and then you get these little wins and you think oh my god this is a sign that I'm doing the right thing and then you know you achieve a small goal and you think I deserve this win because I've worked for it and I've worked freaking hard for it I think there's something in you know that I for me personally that's something I really appreciate um and it's what kind of drives me and I just think you know what yeah it's fucking hard at the moment but when I get there because I will get there I'm going to be so proud of myself for not giving up and that's the way I want you to think about you know your goals um and achieving the things that you you want to achieve and what you set out because when you get there there's no bloody better feeling and no one can take it away from you okay so next struggle is uh water and protein with being away with friends and didn't track as much I think I kind of covered this a bit earlier but at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you didn't track and personally I wouldn't bloody expect you to track if you went away like I would not track if I went away I'm not going to expect you to um I think the key here is you get to decide how you spend your week okay if you want to make more mindful decisions around food, then, you know, choosing things at breakfast and lunch and dinner based around like a main protein source um, is, you know, key. Can you add a few more fruits and vegetables to your meals? Um, 
you know, I gave some options earlier, but like if you're eating out, you know, do you, you don't have to have all of the, um, like, what is it called? Like all of them, you don't have to have starters, um, mains, desserts, and an alcoholic beverage. You can just choose two if you want to, but at the same time, if you're going out with friends and you just want to have some glasses of red wine and some pizza, just freaking do it. It's your week. You get to relax. And also, I know this person works long hours, so you freaking deserve to just have that time for yourself. And I think there's no right or wrong here, okay? As I continue to say, like, you won't lose all your progress in a week. Yeah, you may come back feeling like a bit bloated, a bit like meh, because you've had loads of carbs. Maybe you've had a few bloody, you know, nights drinking or whatever it is. You haven't moved as much. You haven't moved your body. Like, that is normal. We all feel like that. But all you have to do is get back, get back into normal routine. You can't wipe out all your progress in one week. What will wipe out your progress is if you get back and then you you create this story in your head that it's 10 times harder than it needs to be and then you never get started and then you continue to make potentially, you know, the, the choices you're making around food aren't in line with your goals and they're not making you feel good. You choose to put off your workouts because you think they're going to be hard. You choose to... Um, not be prepared or get prepared and like not do your meal plan or grocery shop like when when you're choosing not to do things because you think it's too like it's just going to be hard you know you're lacking motivation that's what's going to screw it up like that is what's going to send you into a little negative you know I was going to say negative Nancy but like down downward spiral like at the end of the day yeah maybe hard getting back into it but you got two choices you either just take like kind of just accept it for what it is yeah the first week's a bit tough but you know you're still going to plan your meals schedule your workouts in just continue working your habits like you were doing before your holiday or you build the story in your head you think it's too hard and then you keep putting it off and then you feel shit for not actually just getting into it nine times out of ten right you think it's harder than it is to get back into the swing of things if you just do it suddenly a couple of days have passed you're like oh actually you know, this is actually not, not as bad as I thought. And, you know, you feel so much better because physically you're in your routine, potentially you've worked out um, and maybe you're eating better, but also mentally, you know, that you haven't just let yourself down by not just continuing moving forward. And, you know, not just like sitting back and thinking, oh, it's going to be so hard. I don't have the motivation. Like nobody has motivation all the time, especially after coming back from a holiday. Like it, it, your motivation isn't going to help you start. It, there's no, it's, it won't. Okay. But what's going to, what, but you still need to show up for yourself. You still need to do it. There's so many things that I don't want to fucking do, but I do them anyway because I know they're good for me. If I left everything to motivation, I mean, you hear me talk about it all the time. My workouts, three workouts a week, one of them potentially I'm motivated for. I mean, Monday, first workout of the week, normally I thought, oh yeah, new week, you know, should be motivated. Did I want to do that workout? Absolutely bloody not. Finish work. I went straight to the shop. I bought a bloody monster because I thought whether or not it's placebo, don't know, but normally it kind of like makes me feel like, right, yep, getting energy. Drove straight to my gym. Didn't think about it because if I thought about it, I'd procrastinate. And I just went in and got it done because the week before I left my workouts way too late and I didn't want it to happen again. And I got it done and I felt freaking good for it. So stop putting it off. Not that you're putting this off, but I'm just generally saying, you know, don't put it off. Just get in, get it done, get started, and then you'll realize, okay, week one from back from holiday, done. Yeah, I'm back in my normal routine. That's it. That's all you have to do. Uh, and the last struggle is um, here. So uh, been under quite a lot of stress this week. 
poured out the wine a few nights, need to find other ways to relieve stress. Don't feel alone in this because it's very common. Do you know what I mean? Like grabbing a glass of wine because we associate having a glass of wine with like relaxation. I think it's important to note, and I'm sure you probably already know this, but like some people think by having a glass of wine or whatever it is, they it sends them to sleep. Your sleep quality is shit when you drink alcohol, regardless of how good you think you slept, you didn't, okay, the sleep quality is shit, you're, you will be restless, um, and obviously just the effects of alcohol in the morning, like, you are going to feel a little lethargic, maybe your energy's down, maybe your mood's down, um, sometimes I, you know, when I drink, I feel quite angsty, like, I get a little bit anxious the day after, things like that, so, it's hard, because if that's a habit that, you know, you've kind of always lent on, as a way of coping with the stress, it is hard to get out of that mindset. But it is a, it is about changing that habit loop, okay? So like, for example, I think it's important to have a little toolbox, like literally maybe written down your notes of other things you can do when you're having a stressful period or a stressful time. I think it's important to note that like, it doesn't mean you have to do them, but at least having options there to know you get to choose rather than not being prepared when stressful things arise and not having a freaking clue of what else could you do instead of having a glass of wine, at least by having something on your notes in your phone or written down or just in your head, you're like, right, this is, I feel super stressed right now. My normal habit or behavior would be to go and grab a glass of wine, but why don't I have a look at my little toolbox or my notes on my phone to see, is there anything else I can try and do before I go and grab a glass of wine and see if that helps so that I don't grab a glass of wine. And these things could be as simple as like, and I know it's difficult if you have kids, but like, could you listen to a podcast? Could you go for a five, 10 minute walk outside? Could you stand outside for five or 10 minutes? Could you run a bath? Um, listen to a bit of music? Something I found very helpful, I haven't talked about it for a while, is journaling. Um, I used to think it was airy-fairy, don't get me wrong. But at the start of the year, I was going through some shit, let's just say that, and honestly, I spent six weeks of journaling every night, I'm not saying you have to do six weeks, but it freaking helped me massively to understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling, and kind of acknowledge my emotions, because I would never acknowledge how I was feeling, if I was sad, if I was angry, if I was, if I didn't even know how I felt, I just would get on with shit, and that, that stuff piles up on you. And I think journaling helps you have like, I guess, maybe like a platform or an avenue where you can write how you feel and not be judged for it and not have anyone come on it. And that, I think that was my thing. I never knew how to articulate how I felt. Um, so for me, I would never talk about my feelings because I didn't, I didn't even know how to explain them. Whereas with journaling, I found that I could just write like whatever I was thinking at the time. And it didn't even matter if it made sense or not because nobody was reading it, but it, it got it off my chest and it was like a freaking weight lifted off my shoulders. Um, and I think a few questions you could ask yourself, and these are the ones that I used to answer was, what went well today? What didn't go well today? Did I experience any negative emotions? Like why, what happened for me to experience those negative emotions? Um, because I think validating your feelings and like the way you feel is important and acknowledging them. Um, and then I think it, actually sitting down and acknowledging how you feel and what's happened, that is how you're going to be able to build a toolbox um, of things that you can opt for to help alleviate those, you know, the stress or whatever you're going through. 
And do you know what? Even like breathing and focusing on your breathing, again, sounds very fairy, but I've tried it and it works. And it's, I think it's a four method. So you breathe in for four seconds, you hold your breath for four seconds, and then you breathe out. And what it does, because it's regulating your breathing, like that's one of the only things that you actually have full control over your breathing. Um, it just grounds and centers you and it does actually calm your nervous system down. And when you're stressed, your nervous system goes able. So even trying that, you know, breathing kind of technique um, potentially could help. You know, it's not going to solve the problem, but I think if you can do small things to help reduce the stress or at least just ground you for five minutes and pull you back into, you know, I don't know, pull you back <laughs> sometimes, honestly, but like just kind of pull you back to earth, so to speak, not that that's right. Um, and just kind of take control of the way you're feeling because sometimes I felt I've been overwhelmed and anxious and then suddenly I just feel like it's out of control and then I I take a moment, I breathe, I journal. Like last night, if I'm being honest, I've, I've been feeling quite anxious these last few days. I don't know why, it's really strange and I'm not really an anxious person um, and I was going to bed last night and I felt so, I just felt really anxious. It was weird. I don't know if I was feeling overwhelmed with everything that I'm trying to do Um but what I did was I sat down and I journaled and journal doesn't mean like writing poetry or fucking pages. Like it could be literally anything, just jotting things down. And for me last night, journaling meant I wanted to write down exactly what I wanted to get done, what my, were my priorities today and what were non-negotiables um, just to get them out of my head so that I knew I wasn't going to, you know, I could go to sleep, not feeling overwhelmed and feeling like, shit, I've got so much shit to do tomorrow. I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. I wrote out the things that I had to get done, like i.e. my check-ins, my podcasts, like they're things that I was 100% getting done. And I wrote them out. And after I wrote them out, I felt, I was like, oh, okay, that's, you know, I know what I've got to do tomorrow. That's off my mind. I can go to sleep now. Um, I think, yeah, that's, journaling is just something that I think is a really good tool. Um, like I said, you don't have to write pages and pages. Sometimes it's as simple as jotting a few things down on paper before you go to sleep, which is important. Sleep's important, um, which you probably already know, and it can be hard when you're going through a stressful period of time, but still prioritizing that sleep because the less you sleep, the more anxious you feel. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. So if you can still kind of try and, you know, prioritize that sleep to at least reduce unnecessary stress from not sleeping enough, that is key. Um, but I hope a couple of those little things have helped. There's no one way, you know, you're going to have to create your own toolbox of things that you enjoy doing. Um, and I think it's important to do this because you, I want you to have the option when you come up to another stressful time in your life uh, or week or day where you think, right, this is happening. I'm feeling freaking stressed or I'm feeling overwhelmed. What can I do to make sure that, you know, I'm staying in life with my values or I'm, you know, um, following behaviors that, you know, make me happy or that aren't going to make me feel guilty, etc. Um, I think that is important. But those are the struggles. Now, I've got um, two questions, but I'm actually going to record another podcast on these because they're great questions and I want to go into a little more depth of that about them. So um, I'm going to record that this week, I think on Thursday, and then I'm going to get that out to you ladies as well. Um, so don't fear. I've got the questions. I will do them. But like I said, I want to go into a bit more detail. But I hope this podcast has helped. Um, any questions about anything, drop it in the WhatsApp group. You know, I'm always here to help you. Um, just continue moving forward and reassure you that you're doing a fucking awesome job. And just keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Anyway, I'll talk to you ladies soon. Bye.